This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Paradise Lost by John Milton. Book 9, Part 1. The Argument. Man's transgression known, the guardian angels forsake paradise and return up to heaven to approve their vigilance, and are approved, God declaring that the entrance of Satan could not be by them prevented. He sends his son to judge the transgressors, who descends and gives sentence accordingly, then in pity clothes them both, and reascends. Sin and death, sitting till then at the gates of hell, by wondrous sympathy feeling the success of Satan in this new world, and the sin by man there committed, resolved to sit no longer confined in hell, but to follow Satan, their sire, up to the place of man. To make the way easier from hell to this world, to and fro, they pave a broad highway or bridge over chaos, according to the track that Satan first made. Then, preparing for earth, they meet him, proud of his success, returning to hell. Their mutual gratulation. Satan arrives at Pandemonium, in full assembly, relates with boasting his success against man. Instead of applause, is entertained with a general hiss by all his audience, transformed with himself also suddenly into serpents, according to his doom given in Paradise. Then, deluded with a show of the forbidden tree springing up before them, they greedily, reaching to take of the fruit, chew dust and bitter ashes. Meanwhile the heinous and despiteful act of Satan, done in paradise, and how he and the serpent had perverted Eve, her husband, she, to taste the fatal fruit, was known in heaven. For what can scape the eye of God all-seeing, or deceive his heart, omniscient, who in all things, wise and just, hindered not Satan to attempt the mind of man, with strength entire and free will armed, complete to have discovered and repulsed, whatever wiles of foe or seeming friend? For still they knew, and ought to have still remembered, the high injunction not to taste that fruit, whoever tempted, which they not obeying incurred what could they less? The penalty, and manifold in sin, deserved to fall. Up into heaven from paradise in haste, the angelic guards ascended, mute and sad, for man, for of his state by this they knew, much wondering how the subtle fiend had stolen entrance unseen. Soon as the unwelcome news from earth arrived at heaven gate, displeased all were who heard, dim sadness did not spare that time celestial visages, yet mixed with pity, violated not their bliss. About the new arrived, in multitudes, the ethereal people ran, to hear and know how all befell. They towards the throne supreme, accountable, made haste to make appear, with righteous plea, their utmost vigilance, and easily approved, when the Most High Eternal Father, from his secret cloud, amidst in thunder, uttered thus his voice. 
assembled angels, and ye powers returned from unsuccessful charge, be not dismayed, nor troubled at these tidings from earth, which your sincerest care could not prevent, foretold so lately what would come to pass, when first this tempter crossed the gulf from hell. I told ye then he should prevail and speed on his bad errand. Man should be seduced and flattered out of all, believing lies against his maker. No decree of mine concurring to necessitate his fall, or touch with lightest moment of impulse his free will, to her own inclining left in even scale. But fallen he is, and now what rests, but that the mortal sentence pass on his transgression? Death denounced that day, which he presumes already vain and void, because not yet inflicted, as he feared, by some immediate stroke. But soon shall find forbearance no acquittance, ere day end. Justice shall not return as bounty scorned. But whom send I to judge them? Whom but thee, vice-regent son, to thee I have transferred all judgment, whether in heaven or earth or hell? Easy it may be seen that I intend, mercy colleague with justice, sending thee, man's friend, his mediator, his design, both ransom and redeemer voluntary, and destined man himself to judge man fallen. So spake the father, and unfolding bright towards the right hand his glory, on the sun blazed forth unclouded deity, he full resplendent all his father manifest expressed, and thus divinely answered mild. Father eternal, thine is to decree, mine both in heaven and earth, to do thy will supreme, that thou in me, thy son beloved, mayst ever rest well pleased. I go to judge on earth these thy transgressors, but thou knowest, whoever judged, the worst on me must light, when time shall be, for so I undertook before thee, and not repenting this obtain of right, that I may mitigate their doom on me derived. Yet I shall temper so justice with mercy, as may illustrate most them fully satisfied, and thee appease. Attendance none shall need, nor train, where none are to behold the judgment but the judged, those two. The third best absent is condemned, convict by flight, and rebel to all law, conviction to the serpent, none belongs. Thus saying, from his radiant seat he rose, of high collateral glory, him thrones and powers, princedoms and dominations ministrant, accompanied to heaven gate, from whence Eden and all the coast in prospect lay. Down he descended straight, the speed of God's time counts not, though with the swiftest minutes winged. Now was the sun in western cadence low from noon, and gentle airs due at their hour to fan the earth now waked, and usher in the evening cool, when he from wrath more cool came the mild judge and intercessor both to sentence man. The voice of God they heard, now walking in the garden, by soft winds brought to their ears, while day declined, they heard, and from his presence hid themselves among the thickest trees, both man and wife, till God approaching, thus to Adam, called aloud, Where art thou, Adam, want with joy to meet my coming, seen far off? I miss thee here, not pleased, thus entertained with solitude, where obvious duty erewhile appeared unsought. Or come I less conspicuous, or what change absents thee, or what chance detains? Come forth. 
He came, and with him Eve, more loath, though first to offend, discountenanced both, and discomposed. Love was not in their looks, either to God or to each other, but apparent guilt, and shame, and perturbation, and despair, anger, and obstinacy, and hate, and guile, whence Adam, faltering long, thus answered brief, I heard thee in the garden, and of thy voice, afraid, being naked, hid myself. To whom the gracious judge, without revile, replied, My voice thou oft hast heard, and hast not feared, but still rejoiced. How is it now become so dreadful to thee, that thou art naked? Who hath told thee? Hast thou eaten of the tree, whereof I gave thee charge, thou shouldst not eat? To whom thus Adam sore beset replied, O heaven, in evil strait this day I stand before my judge, either to undergo myself the total crime, or to accuse my other self, the partner of my life, whose failing, while her faith to me remains, I should conceal, and not expose to blame by my complaint. But strict necessity subdues me, and calamitous constraint, lest on my head both sin and punishment, however insupportable, be all devolved. Though should I hold my peace, yet thou wouldst easily detect what I conceal. This woman, who thou madest to be my help, and gavest me as thy perfect gift, so good, so fit, so acceptable, so divine, that from her hand I could suspect no ill, and what she did, whatever in itself, her doing seemed to justify the deed, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. To whom the sovereign presence thus replied, Was she thy God, that her thou didst obey before his voice, or was she made thy guide, superior, or but equal, that to her thou didst resign thy manhood, and the place wherein God set thee above her, made of thee? and for thee, whose perfection far excelled hers in all real dignity. Adorned she was indeed, and lovely to attract thy love, not thy subjection, and her gifts were such as under government well seemed unseemly to bear rule, which was thy part and person, hadst thou known thyself aright. So having said he thus to Eve in few, Say, woman, what is this which thou hast done? to whom sad Eve with shame nigh overwhelmed, confessing soon, yet not before her judge, bold or loquacious, thus abashed replied, The serpent me beguiled, and I did eat. Which when the Lord God heard, without delay, to judgment he proceeded on the cues, serpent, though brute, unable to transfer the guilt on him who made him instrument of mischief, and polluted from the end of his creation, Justly then accursed, as vitiated in nature, More to know concerned not man, since he no further knew, Nor altered his offence, yet God at last to Satan, First in sin, his doom applied, though in mysterious terms, Judged as then best, and on the serpent thus his curse let fall. Because thou hast done this, thou art accursed above all cattle, Each beast of the field, Upon thy belly grovelling thou shalt go, and dust shalt eat all the days of thy life. Between thee and the woman I will put enmity, and between thine and her seed, her seed shall bruise thy head. Thou bruise his heel. So spake this oracle, then verified, when Jesus, son of Mary, second Eve, saw Satan fall like lightning down from heaven, prince of the air. Then, rising from his grave, spoiled principalities and powers, triumphed in open show, 
and with ascension bright captivity led captive through the air, the realm itself of Satan long usurped, whom he shall tread at last under our feet, even he who now foretold his fatal bruise, and to the woman thus his sentence turned. Thy sorrow I will greatly multiply by thy conception. Children thou shalt bring in sorrow forth, and to thy husband's will thine shall submit. He over thee shall rule. On Adam last thus judgment he pronounced, Because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife, and eaten of the tree concerning which I charged thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat thereof, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. Thou in sorrow shalt eat thereof all the days of thy life. Thorns also, and thistles it shall bring thee forth unbid, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For thou out of the ground wast taken. Know thy birth, for dust thou art, and shalt to dust return. So judged he man, both judge and saviour sent, and the instant stroke of death denounced that day, removed far off. Then pitying how they stood before him naked to the air, that now must suffer change, disdain not to begin thenceforth the form of servant to assume, as when he washed his servant's feet, so now as father of his family he clad their nakedness with skins of beasts or slain, or as the snake with youthful coat repaid, and thought not much to clothe his enemies, nor he their outward only with the skins of beasts, but inward nakedness much more opprobrious, with his robe of righteousness arraying, covered from his father's sight. To him with swift ascent he upreturned, into his blissful bosom reassumed, in glory as of old, to him appeased, all, though all-knowing, what had passed with man recounted, mixing intercession sweet. Meanwhile, ere thus was sinned and judged on earth, within the gates of hell sat sin and death, in counterview within the gates, that now stood open wide, belching outrageous flame, far into chaos, since the fiend passed through, sin opening, who thus now to death began. O son, why sit we here each other viewing idly, while Satan, our great author, thrives in other worlds, and happier seat provides for us his offspring dear? It cannot be but that success attends him. If mishap, ere this he had returned, with fury driven by his avenger, since no place like this can fit his punishment, or their revenge. Methinks I feel new strength within me rise, wings growing, and dominion given me large beyond this deep. Whatever draws me on, or sympathy, or some connatural force, powerful at greatest distance to unite with secret amity, things of like kind by secretest conveyance, thou, my shade inseparable, must with me along. For death from sin no power can separate, but lest the difficulty of passing back stay his return, perhaps over this gulf, impassable, impervious, let us try adventurous work, yet to thy power and mine not unagreeable, to found a path over this main from hell to that new world where Satan now prevails, a monument of merit high to all the infernal host, easing their passage hence, for intercourse or transmigration as their lot shall lead. Nor can I miss the way, so strongly drawn by this new-felt attraction and instinct. 
whom thus the meagre shadow answered soon, Go, with a fate and inclination strong leads thee, I shall not lag behind, nor err the way thou leading, such a scent I draw of carnage, pray innumerable, and taste the savour of death from all things there that live, nor shall I to the work thou enterprisest be wanting, but afford thee equal aid. So saying with delight, he snuffed the smell of mortal change on earth, as when a flock of ravenous fowl, though many a league remote against the day of battle, to a field where armies lie encamped come flying, lured with scent of living carcasses designed for death the following day in bloody fight. So scented the grim feature, and upturned his nostril wide into the murky air, sagacious of his quarry from so far. Then both from out hell gates into the waste wide anarchy of chaos damp and dark flew divers, and with power, their power was great, hovering upon the waters. What they met, solid or slimy as in a raging sea tossed up and down, together crowded drove from each side, shoaling towards the mouth of hell, as when two polar winds blowing adverse upon the Cronian sea together drive mountains of ice that stop the imagined way beyond Petsora eastward to the rich Cathayan coast. The aggregated soil, death with his mace petrific, cold and dry, as with a trident smote, and fixed as firm as Delos floating once. The rest his look bound with Gorgonian rigour, not to move, and with asphaltic slime, broad as the gate, deep to the roots of hell, the gathered beach they fastened, and the mole immense wrought on over the foaming deep high-arched, a bridge of length prodigious, joining to the wall immovable of this now fenceless world, forfeit to death. From hence a passage broad, smooth, easy, inoffensive, down to hell, so, if great things to small may be compared, Xerxes, the liberty of Greece to yoke from Susa, his Memnonian palace high, came to the sea, and over Hellespont, bridging his way, Europe with Asia joined, and scourged with many a stroke the indignant waves. Now had they brought the work by wondrous art pontifical, a ridge of pendant rock over the vexed abyss, following the track of Satan to the selfsame place where he first lighted from his wing, and landed safe from out of chaos to the outside bare of this round world. With pins of adamant and chains they made all fast, too fast they made, and durable. And now in little space the confines met of Empyrean heaven and of this world, and on the left-hand hell with long reach interposed. Three several ways in sight, to each of these three places led, and now their way to earth they had descried, to paradise first tending, when, behold, Satan in likeness of an angel bright, betwixt the centaur and the scorpion steering his zenith, while the sun in Ares rose. Disguised he came, but those his children dear, their parents soon discerned, though in disguise. He, after Eve seduced, unminded, slunk into the wood fast by, and changing shape to observe the sequel, saw his guileful act by Eve, though all unweeting, seconded upon her husband, saw their shame that sought vain covertures. But when he saw descend the Son of God to judge them, terrified he fled, 
not hoping to escape, but shun the present, fearing guilty what his wrath might suddenly inflict. That past, returned by night, and listening where the hapless pair sat in their sad discourse and various plaint, thence gathered his own doom, which understood not instant, but of future time. With joy and tidings fraught, to hell he now returned, and at the brink of chaos, near the foot of this new wondrous pontifice, unhoped, met who to meet him came, his offspring dear. Great joy was at their meeting, and at sight of that stupendous bridge his joy increased. Long he admiring stood, till sin, his fair enchanting daughter, thus the silence broke. O parent, these are thy magnific deeds, thy trophies, which thou viewst as not thine own, thou art their author and prime architect, for I no sooner in my heart divined, my heart, which by a secret harmony still moves with thine, joined in connection sweet, that thou on earth hadst prospered, which thy looks now also evidence, but straight I felt, though distant from thee, worlds between, yet felt, that I must after thee with this thy son. Such fatal consequence unites us three. Hell could no longer hold us in her bounds, nor this unvoyageable gulf obscure detain from following thy illustrious track. Thou hast achieved our liberty, confined within hell gates till now. Thou art empowered to fortify thus far, and overlay with this portentous bridge the dark abyss. Thy now is all this world, thy virtue hath won what thy hands builded not, thy wisdom gained with odds what war hath lost, and fully avenged our foil in heaven. Here thou shalt monarch reign, there didst not. There let him still victor sway, as battle hath adjudged, from this new world retiring, by his own doom alienated, and henceforth monarchy with thee divide of all things, parted by the imperial bounds, his quadrature from thy orbicular world, or try thee now more dangerous to his throne. Whom thus the prince of darkness answered glad, Fair daughter, and thou son, and grandchild both, high proof ye now have given to be the race of Satan, for I glory in the name, antagonist of heaven's almighty king, amply have merited of me, of all the infernal empire, that so near heaven's door, triumphal with triumphal act have met, mine with this glorious work, and made one realm, hell and this world, one realm, one continent of easy thoroughfare. Therefore, while I descend through darkness, on your road with ease to my associate powers, them to acquaint with these successes, and with them rejoice, you too this way, among those numerous orbs, all yours, right down to paradise descend. There dwell and reign in bliss, thence on the earth dominion exercise, and in the air chiefly on man, sole lord of all declared. Him first make sure your thrall, and lastly kill. My substitutes I send ye, and create, plenipotent on earth, of matchless might, issuing from me, on your joint vigour now my hold of this new kingdom all depends, through sin to death exposed by my exploit. If your joint power prevail, the fares of hell, no detriment need fear. Go and be strong. So saying he dismissed them, they with speed their course through thickest constellations held, spreading their bane, 
the blasted stars looked wan and planets planets struck real eclipse then suffered the other way satan went down the causeway to hell gate on either side disparted chaos over belt exclaimed and with rebounding surge the bars assailed that scorned his indignation through the gate wide open and unguarded satan passed and with all about found desolate for those appointed to sit there had left their charge flown to the upper world the rest were all far to the inland retired about the walls of pandemonium city and proud seat of lucifer so by illusion called of that bright star to satan paragoned there kept their watch the legions while the grand in council sat solicitous what chance might intercept their emperor sent so he departing gave command and they observed as when the tartar from his russian foe by astrakhan over the snowy plains retires or bactrian sophie from the horns of turkish crescent leaves all waste beyond the realm of aladul in his retreat to tauris or kasbin so these the late heaven-banished host left desert utmost hell many a dark league reduced in careful watch round their metropolis and now expecting each hour their great adventurer from the search of foreign worlds he through the midst unmarked in show plebeian angel militant of lowest order passed and from the door of that plutonian hall invisible ascended his high throne which under state of richest texture spread at the upper end was placed in regal lustre down a while he sat and round about him saw unseen at last as from a cloud his fulgent head and shape star-bright appeared or brighter clad with what permissive glory since his fall was left him or false glitter all amazed at that so sudden blaze the stygian throng bent their aspect and whom they wished beheld their mighty chief returned loud was the claim forth rushed in haste the great consulting peers raised from their dark divan and with like joy congratulant approached him who with hand silence and with these words attention won thrones dominations princedoms virtues powers for in possession such not only of right i call ye and declare ye now returned successful beyond hope to lead ye forth triumphant out of this infernal pit abominable accursed the house of woe and dungeon of our tyrant now possess as lords a spacious world to our native heaven little inferior by my adventure hard with peril great achieved long were to tell what i have done what suffered with what pain voyaged unreal vast unbounded deep of horrible confusion over which by sin and death a broad way now is paved to expedite your glorious march but i toiled out my uncouth passage forced to ride the untractable abyss plunged in the womb of unoriginal night and chaos wild that jealous of their secrets fiercely opposed my journey strange with clamorous uproar protesting fate supreme thence how i found the new created world which fame in heaven long had foretold a fabric wonderful of absolute perfection therein man placed in a paradise by our exile made happy him by fraud i have seduced from his creator and the more to increase your wonder with an apple he thereat offended worth your laughter hath given up both his beloved man and all his world to sin and death a prey 
and so to us, without our hazard, labour or alarm, to range in and to dwell, and over man to rule as over all he should have ruled. True is, me also he hath judged, or rather me not, but the brute serpent in whose shape man I have deceived, that which to me belongs is enmity, which he will put between me and mankind. I am to bruise his heel, his seed, when is not set, shall bruise my head, a world who would not purchase with a bruise, or much more grievous pain. Ye have the count of my performance. What remains, ye gods, but up and enter now into full bliss? So having said, a while he stood, expecting their universal shout and high applause, to fill his ear, when contrary he hears, on all sides from innumerable tongues a dismal universal hiss, the sound of public scorn. He wondered, but not long had leisure, wondering at himself now more, his visage drawn he felt to sharp and spare, his arms clung to his ribs, his legs entwining each other, till supplanted down he fell, a monstrous serpent on his belly prone, reluctant but in vain a greater power now ruled him, punished in the shape he sinned, according to his doom. He would have spoke, but hiss for hiss returned with forked tongue to forked tongue, for now were all transformed alike to serpents, all as accessories to his bold riot. Dreadful was the din of hissing through the hall, thick swarming now with complicated monsters, head and tail, scorpion and asp and amphisbena dire, kerastes horned, hydrus and illops drear, and dipsus, not so thick swarmed once the soil bedropped with blood of Gorgon, or the isle of Yusa, but still greatest he the midst, now dragon-grown, larger than whom the sun engendered in the Pythian vale on slime, huge python, and his power no less he seemed above the rest still to retain. They all him followed, issuing forth to the open field, where all yet left of that revolted rout, heaven fallen, in station stood, or just array, sublime with expectation, when to see in triumph issuing forth their glorious chief. They saw, but other sight instead, a crowd of ugly serpents, horror on them fell, and horrid sympathy, for what they saw they felt themselves now changing. Down their arms, down fell both spear and shield, down they as fast, and the dire hiss renewed, and the dire form, caught by contagion, like in punishment as in their crime. Thus was the applause they meant, turned to exploding hiss, triumph to shame, cast on themselves from their own mouths. There stood a grove hard by, sprung up with this their change, his will who reigns above to aggravate their penance, laden with fair fruit, like that which grew in paradise, the bait of Eve, used by the tempter. On that prospect strange their earnest eyes they fixed, imagining for one forbidden tree a multitude now risen, to work them further woe or shame. Yet parched with scalding thirst and hunger fierce, though to delude them sent, could not abstain, but on they rolled in heaps and up the trees, climbing, sat thicker than the snaky locks that curled Megaira. Greedily they plucked the fruitage fair to sight, like that which grew near that bituminous lake where Sodom flamed. This more delusive, not the touch but taste deceived, 
they fondly thinking to allay their appetite with gust, instead of fruit chewed bitter ashes, which the fended taste with spattering noise rejected. Oft they assayed, hunger and thirst constraining, drugged as oft, with hatefulest disrelish writhed their jaws, with soot and cinders filled. So oft they fell into the same illusion, not as man whom they triumphed once lapsed. Thus were they plagued and worn with famine. Long and ceaseless hiss, till their lost shape permitted they resumed, yearly enjoined, some say, to undergo this annual humbling certain-numbered days, to dash their pride and joy for man seduced. However, some tradition they dispersed among the heathen of their purchase got, and fabled how the serpent, whom they called Ophion, with Eurynomy, the wide-encroaching Eve, perhaps, had first the rule of High Olympus, thence by Saturn driven, and Ops, ere yet Dictaean Jove, was born. End of Part 1 of Book 9